Roses are red, violets are blue, one is dead, and so are you. I want to hear you scream. It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Podcasts of the Dead, the podcast about all things horror-related. Your favorite podcast to listen to while looking at your shrine of Bruce Campbell's chin and screaming <laughs> groovy. <laughs> uh, we're your hosts. I'm Zach Palmer. Sitting across from me is Isaac Wright. Quack, quack. And joining us from the void is Chrissy Beetle. All right, lads. How we doing? I know you're ill. Oh, I'm I'm very sick. This is that was my third try on the intro. Uh, <laughs> um, so we're uh, we're keeping it holiday themed today, um, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, first, we actually, for once in a long time, have actual horror, horror news. news. Holy shit, we got news. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so one of the first things we're going to be talking about today is uh, the uh, that new uh, Chucky series. Um, apparently Jennifer Tilly is going to be part of it. Which uh, would have sucked if she wasn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I, glad, I'm glad that she confirmed it, but if she wasn't in it, that would have made me upset. I don't think <laughs> yeah, it really like, would have been t- authentic like, without her. Tiffany's character, especially at the end of Cult of Chucky, is super, like, just in general, Tiffany's character is huge now. Mm, yeah. yeah, no, <laughs> she's like... I can't. I mean, I definitely like her better than Chucky, obviously. I but that's just because yeah, Chucky's also, an asshole. I just want to see Tim's, <laughs> not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chucky's literally just a serial killer. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Jennifer Dilly just has, she has that weird. I don't know if it's a Harley Quinn thing. She, she's her own character, but she's like you know obsessed with the obsessed with the serial killer and the it's the same kind of dynamic, but just done honestly better. Mainly like, just because yeah. I, I like it's like Harley Quinn, <laughs> but like at least. Like Jennifer Tilly knew what she was getting into and wasn't manipulated by Chucky because she oh, was yeah, already exactly. That's like true. Tiffany was already <laughs> kind of fucked up beforehand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Also, the uh, that new Doctor Strange movie, uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange Two, whatever the fucking subtitle is going to be, uh, is going to be directed by Sam Raimi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm looking for another Spider-Man three out of this. Look forward uh, to honestly. Bruce Campbell. Yeah, well, yeah, that that could be interesting. Wait, so you said it will have Bruce Campbell? Well, okay, that, everything Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi does, Bruce Campbell mm-hmm. makes if like makes like a guest appearance in at some point. I'm pretty sure he was even in like, um, uh, Drag Me to Hell like as a cameo. I think he was, yeah. Like, he cameos in literally fucking everything if he's not the main star. Yeah. Was he in The Grudge, that new one? No, but that's because that was a produced, it wasn't like a um, Uh, directed by Raimi. Right. Oh, that's unfortunate. But yeah, but as far as the new Doctor Strange goes, I really do hope that he just makes it really, really campy and just upsets everyone who enjoys current Marvel movies. Oh, I I want it to be, like, pure, like, evil dead bullshit. I don't know if I want, like I said, I don't necessarily want Evil Dead. I want, like, I want very lighthearted and exactly like the Tugboat Toby uh, Spider-Man movies. Oh, yeah, they do, they do, fucking Marvel fans hate those. 
That's kind of why I love them. His name is Tugboat Toby, and he will fucking murder you if you say otherwise. There are actually there are many uh, instances on, on this set. This is not the time for this. <laughs> this is not the time for this at all. I love that Onion article. That's my favorite article. <laughs> that was a clickhole article. Was it? Oh, I thought yeah. it was The Onion. Either way, his name is Tugboat Toby, and he'll, he'll fucking <laughs> destroy up. you. Shut you... up. Um... <laughs> I forgot what the last thing was. Mothman. Oh, and Ted, oh, right. oh, Ted yes. Raimi will probably be in it as well. Cause... Oh, yeah, Ted Raimi. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Mothman. New Ma- Mothman documentary um, Ye- called uh, Mothman what now? Mothman Legacy. Mothman Legacy. And who's the guy that you said was doing it? You said he's a big uh, cryptid yeah. researcher? He is apparently a large cryptid documentarian. Breedlove said it was. Seth, Seth Breedlove, which sounds like a really weird porn name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're going to choose a porn name, that's the one to go with. Um, apparently, he's done a bunch of fucking Mothman like documentaries already, and the crowdfunding started on Thursday, February sixth, and it's over at smalltownmonsters.com. Okay. Okay. Now, has he only done Mothman, or has he done other documentaries? Uh, I don't know. I'm just going on the bloody disgusting article here. Gotcha. I was just curious. I I mean, I definitely would like to hear more about Mothman. That's one of those weird American cryptids that I feel like doesn't get enough stuff about it. But I guess Uh, guess most of them don't. Like, especially, like, West Virginia, Mothman's, like, the biggest thing to come out of it. I just, I'm sick of hearing about Bigfoot. Give me something that's not Bigfoot. I think Bigfoot. you're just not tapped in enough to the cryptid community. Mm. I and I don't know if I should be sad about that or not. Like, the Mothman's so yes. much popular culture now. I, I don't know either, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, just, I don't know if I should feel bad about not being a very tightly sewn-in member of the cryptid it's community. Kind of, it's kind of a disparate group. <laughs> it's, it's a weird one. Not to, not to offend anybody. I'm sure y'all are great. It's just... Boy, howdy. Cryptid fans, we love you. Yeah, there yeah, might be some weird thanks. stuff going on there. It's like it's like knowing about that you have friends that might be furries. It's just like, that's that's cool. You do you, but I don't <laughs> want to go anywhere near that. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing with cryptid people for me. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot of there, oh, fan art could you imagine of, of Bigfoot out there. Oh, uh, yeah. What would you call furries but cryptid furries? <laughs> They dress up like Bigfoot and Mothman. Crypties. Ooh. <laughs> <Crypties>. <laughs> oh, man. Now, now, there's a community I might stick my toe into that, just really, no. really quick. That makes my balls tingle in the worst way possible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, you have a little review for us, don't I you, do. Chrissy? I saw yeah. The Lighthouse, which is like... Six months too late at this point, probably. Yeah, because yeah but, but you're still the first one of us that's seen it. So. Yeah, it is brilliant. It's the, the aspect ratio and just everything makes it feel so claustrophobic. And it's it's really cold. I was like shivering watching it because it just feels so cold. Right. Um, the sound design's fucking beautiful. If you love fog horns, then you're gonna <laughs> love this movie. I do actually love Foghorns. <laughs> yeah. Well, catch me up really quick, because like, I don't know enough about it. What's the actual like plot of the movie? Okay. I know it's two guys in a lighthouse, and sh- they kind of go crazy. So the, the sort of the spoilerless too long didn't read is 
Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson are lighthouse keepers. They are stuck on a rock. They're stuck in this lighthouse, you know, doing doing their jobs, do doing their shit. And then things just start to just just things happen. It's hard to say this without spoiling it. Hence why I'm just like, things happen, <laughs> and then this massive storm blows in, as you sort of see from all the trailer. And yeah, then they, they just th- things happen. Is it is it psychological horror? Is it um, paranormal? It's very horror? psychological, but there's like paranormal elements if you if you look at it that way. It's so ambiguous. Okay. And I love it. Like that's cool. I like that idea because, like I said, that's what I never understood was what the core of the horror was about it. If it was just a perfect very, like, film, like it seems very cabin fevery. Oh to me. god, yeah. it is. It's like oh god, you'd like you like they are so remote. Everything's mm-hmm. detailed and beautiful because that's Eggers. He's so research heavy. The dialect right. is like exactly from the time period. Like, it just reminds me of going into Hastings and going to the beach and going, literally seeing all the sailors come in, like all the fishermen, because they talk like fucking Willem Dafoe does. Oh, okay, so it's set in Britain. No, no, it's set in like America. It's set in like somewhere in the States, I think. It's yeah, in just, my mind. It's just, um, there's a lot of similar sailor talk, basically. Gotcha. No, in my mind, I thought it was going to be somewhere in like North, like New England area, but I, I, I know nothing Taylor's about it. Have an international dialect. <laughs> I think it is like somewhere in New England. I, I can't. Re- you can't tell. You fucking can't tell anything. Well, no one else has lighthouses in America except New England, so that it's where it has to be. Yeah, so you can't. Generally, the, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So I you can't really wrong. tell anything. Just, I was making a joke. It's so, like. Not obscure, but it's just so like so ambiguous about literally everything. Huh. Until there, there, there is one thing that I'll let you know is that um, just be prepared. Don't watch it with family members like I did. Because <laughs> you I did. I don't plan on it. You did mention because <laughs> everyone like I mean this was kind of not spoiled for me, but sort of. The whole thing that was coming out about it was just what I would just call the weird sex scenes. <laughs> and, yeah. Did they live up to the name of being weird and Oh boy, they sex. lived up to the name of being weird. <laughs> but full of sex? Oh, d- 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 lots of wanking. <laughs> and nice. And Willem come Choice. dripping down. You're most definitely some... selling this to me. <laughs> Willem Dafoe's come dripping down like the fucking gob juice from the alien from the fucking xenomorph. Oh, <laughs> Christ! Yeah. Well then, awesome. I hope I've sold it to you. Oh, most definitely. No, but li- honestly, it's genuinely really good. It completely blew me away. Do you, do you like it better than the witch? Yeah, I prefer it to the witch. Like I love okay. the witch, but I think this is just more my type of movie anyway. Cool. Work. The aspect yeah, like ratio is weird. The sound direction's when you, amazing. When you say aspect ratio, did they just film it like in like super letterbox? Oh, like, no, or what, what did they film like it in? In the like this super strange dimension. So it's literally like 
it would have been filmed on a super old like Victorian esque camera where it's literally like oh, a that's box. Cool. That's so it's cool. very square. Yeah, it's really square, and that's what makes it feel claustrophobic. Oh, cool! I like that. That's really awesome. Interesting. Yeah, it's cool. it's really good. Okay, so uh, uh, ten, ten beans, ten beans out of eight. Not one, well, no, actually, eighty beans out of ten. Eighty what? beans out of ten. <laughs> we don't. We don't have a. I'm very confused. We don't have a set scale here. Okay, so we, we just kind of come up with whatever. I hope. I hope this has cleared everything up for you. I hope. I hope everyone has said. And the why just spill your beans bit is. It, it it sounds like it should be funny, but it's it's really not. Oh, okay. It's, well, I'm, it's I mean, I can serious. I can believe that it's funny until I actually see the movie. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, so let's uh let's talk about that. That main thing. Yeah. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> Podcast of the Dead. So, in 1981, we got something that was a little bit different than the regular slasher film, or at least when it was originally made, but we'll talk about things that happened afterwards. Uh, a movie was released... The year after the first Friday the 13th, and it was called My Bloody Valentine, uh, directed by, oh god, I don't want to get his name wrong, but uh, <laughs> George Mihuka, I think is how you would say his name. A guy um, named George. We'll, we'll call him just, a guy we'll named George for now. Yeah, he's Hungarian-born, so he's got a Hungarian last name. It's hard to pronounce. And we're uh, and unfortunately, we're very not European. So. We, we, I, <laughs> I am not European in the slightest. Exactly. Uh, and Hungarian is a difficult language. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, it didn't do well, um, but that, that has to do with maybe a lot of things, which we'll get into. Um, but it's a, you know, it's in that trope of a lot of, uh, holiday themed slashers that Mm. were, uh, kind of big at the time, uh, you know, something like, uh, um, Black Christmas and, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and, um, some say Friday the 13th is a holiday themed slasher, but Friday the 13th is not really a holiday. Um. It's a superstitious holiday. It's a superstitious holiday. Uh, but it's, you know, Halloween for sure, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, but it was it kind of fell into that category and it kind of tried to maybe in some way capitalize off of that whole trope. But um, it was also very Canadian. It's incredibly oh, yeah. Canadian. It's one of the most Canadian movies you'll ever watch, and apparently it is part. Dude, at that time, I think Canada was doing a lot of subsidizing of like the movie industry to you know bring more people in. Like Canada was trying to build like a, um, a movie that was industry. More in the 90s. Uh, oh, was it's it mostly just because George, the director, was Canadian? Oh, yeah. I thought yes. I thought this fell into that whole like era of Canada trying to bring people in. Yeah, more so that was in the 90s. Oh, okay. Because yeah. like a lot of X-Files episodes and right. a lot of like the 90s TV shows were shot in Canada mm. uh, but that that wasn't as big in the 80s as it was in the 90s I could have sworn it was but mm. okay but anyway <laughs> yeah but uh, it, it was shot in Canada and um, it was actually shot in a, uh, a town called Sydney Mines Nova Scotia um, and um, I don't know if it's that obvious but actually a lot of it was actually shot in an abandoned mine um, and yeah. uh the the mine, uh, which uh, I can't remember what the name of the mine is. I think it's like, it's like Princess. Uh, it, let me see here. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's was called um, Princess Colliery Mine. Uh, in, yes. in Sydney Mines, <laughs> Nova Why Scotia, not? and um, 
the so they had scoped out a couple mines for the filming location and um this is the mine that they chose and before they went to go start filming apparently the townsfolk had cleaned up the mine to make it more quote-unquote presentable and uh the filmmakers were like no uh we actually (laughs) need to spend money yeah we have to spend money to make it shittier now the one article i read was talking about how they got there and it all had a very Stepford Wives kind of quality mm-hmm. about it because yeah. it all was brand new and it was yeah. very eerie. Yeah. Leaving it described as a clean and colorful Disney-like set. Ooh, yeah. no. Which is not exactly what they wanted. So apparently they intentionally like painted parts of it like black and darker mm. uh, to uh, make it uh, better. But um, anyway, let's first talk about like what the plot of it is. Um, so... Basically, there's, it's set in a, it's not exactly said, like, what country it's in, but we can only assume that it's in Canada. The the amount of stories that there are, the amount of stories that you are subjected to means that there's no other place it could be. It has to be Canada. Right. (laughs) Um, So the the name of the city that it's set in is Valentine Bluffs. It's incredibly on brand, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, But basically, this is the first year that they've had their, their, uh, valentine's dance in a long time and uh, basically everybody's excited for valentine's day because it's a big thing in valentine bluff as you can imagine um That's, based on the name you know, it's the only time they probably get like fucking visitors let's be oh real. it didn't look like they had any tourists no i think it was just all townsfolk 100 <laughs> percent. in my mind i don't know what the what the ge- geographic location of the town is but the way they paint it in the movie is the town seems very much like one of those kind of out on its own type of places, you know, where not a lot of people go. Because there's a lot of towns like that in, you know, the wilderness in America, in mm. Australia, in Canada, where it's kind of just a company town. That's all it exists for. Well, it's, I mean, and- <laughs> it's along the lines of a lot of, like, old failing mining towns, you know, like True. where it's just kind of like there's not quite enough business to sustain it at, mm. in the same capacity as it used mm. to be. Yeah. But basically, like, the backstory... Of, of the movie is that they're um, they're 20 years ago and the, when they had the um, the Valentine's dance in 1960 uh, the there was so it's a mining town and before the dance started uh, there were still miners that were not off work yet and there were five miners down in the shaft and two supervisors waiting for them to come up but the supervisors wanted to go to the dance so they left early without the men coming back up and the mine collapsed on a, the miners. There was a methane explosion. I there think was a methane explosion because yeah. they weren't checking methane levels, mm-hmm. and the mine collapsed on them. And there was only one survivor, Harry. Harry Warden. Yep, and he uh, he was the sole survivor, and he ate the other miners. <laughs> what a man! Um, and as as revenge, the next year he uh, killed. Well, I mean, he killed the supervisors, first of all, and he put their hearts in, in uh, candy boxes. That was, that's like his big thing, apparently. Look, and, he's uh, creative. He's creative. <laughs> I can I can respect it. Um, I mean, okay, you can say creative, but how creative is it to put a heart in a box shaped like a heart? Come on now. I mean, there's a whole Nirvana song about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, is that, what, is that song about this movie? No. No. <laughs> I wish it yeah. was, because then it would at least be mildly better. 
Like, I mean, it's I'm a like... good song, but if it was about this <laughs> film, then it would be even better. Yeah, like this tightrope walking of saying that I don't like Nirvana. Wait, no, I can't say I don't like Nirvana. Mm, it might be better. <laughs> I do like Nirvana, though. I was... I know. I know. Everyone likes Nirvana here. It's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean... But the, um, basically, that is, has become, like, town lore that that happened, because the, uh, because then Harry was put into a, a mental asylum and, and locked away after that time, and, um... Mm. But he so. vowed that he, any time that they would hold a vam- uh, vampire dance, vampire a Valentine's Day, <laughs> we're going to pivot, we're going to make it a vampire dance instead of Valentine's Day, it'll be a totally new thing. Is it but just uh, he thing vowed that he would come back, and any time they had a Valentine's Day dance, he would murder everyone again, because fuck you guys, you left me to have to eat my coworkers. And mm. I mean, I'd be pissed off about that too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I would not look forward to eating my coworkers now. <laughs> um, they're not healthy people. Um. <laughs> But the, uh, <laughs> but basically, so they have the the dance for the first time in a really long time, and the killings start again. Um, mm. So and and it's, I mean, there is going to be spoilers in the synopsis, by the way. And if you haven't seen it, I mean, you had a long time to see it because uh, it came out in 1981. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but basically, killings start again, and one of the the most. Um, striking things about this movie, if you watch the extended cut, is how brutal the killings are and how how brutal some oh. of the, the kills in this are, I especially for kills. 1981 because they're really graphic. Um, yeah, for, by today's standards, it's not like super over the top, but by the 80s standards, it, it's, yeah. it's very gory. Yeah, it's very gory for the 80s, um, and it's just in. So one of the things that we're going to talk about later is that it was heavily censored. Mm. Um, so if you watch the theatrical cut, a lot of the really gory stuff is cut out, um, and which sucks. Which sucks <laughs> because more or less that probably was a hindrance to the movie as a whole yeah. and, and to its success. But and we've only watched the extended cut, so we don't know for sure how it was cut, like how the cuts. Oh, are. we know we, for we sure kind of... because all of the stuff that was cut out it looks <laughs> shitty. True, but yeah. there are parts that I don't know, that I wasn't sure exactly where the cut was because, like I said, apparently. The end doesn't make sense in the theatrical version, and I don't understand how they could have done it without the arm and everything. There's a severed arm in the very in the very penny almost yeah. like the very end of the film. I just don't understand how they would make it line up and make sense. So basically, there's like a one of the big parts of the plot is that there's a love triangle between uh, TJ. Um, and Axel, who are uh, both minors, and a girl that they're both interested in, uh, named um, Sarah. Sarah. There that's we right. go. Yes. <laughs> um, and that's just like a whole big plot point that is kind of Shit. useless until the end. Because <laughs> um, in the end, you realize that uh, it's not Harry that's doing all the killings, because Harry died five years before this. Yeah. Um, it's actually Axel. Uh, because Axel uh, witnessed his dad being killed by Harry, and that fucked him up for life. Um, so that's an interesting plot twist at the end. Uh, I'm not entirely sure that it, I, I, I like that choice of person to be the killer. It kind of forced in, in a way. Like, just that whole thing. I don't know. It, I would have preferred it if they'd gone with what who I thought originally was going to be the killer when I first watched it, which was TJ. Like, the whole Axel thing is, like, it comes out of nowhere. It's not... 
Like, yeah. I know it's a plot twist, but it's like, it comes out of nowhere. Nothing yeah. is written It's a little strange. It, it doesn't do anything for me. And then, I, I, like, I'm on a different fence where I wish it would have just been Harry. Give oh, me yeah, some no, fucking crazy old miner coming yeah. back and murdering people. Because, yeah. I mean, b- basically, in that sense, it would have been very similar to Michael Myers. And if they ever did make a sequel, you can make Harry immortal or some crazy shit like they do with Michael Myers. They could have gone ham with it. But no, yeah. they make it just upset man that does not get laid. <laughs> upset, upset. upset man who, <laughs> upset man who pee-pee work. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's just like an incel miner. Yeah. <laughs> Is all he is. Um, anyway, so you haven't made any minor jokes. Oh my god! Oh, god. Please, why did you even go there? <laughs> I, I hate it. I hate you. It's just like we were watching the movie last night. Ash comes in and explain the plot to them, and they're like, "But they he, they can't be minors. They're all drinking beer." Yeah, there's, ah! there's no... it's the funniest joke. It's more minors than a fucking pop punk gig. Uh, uh, no but the thing about ash saying that is they weren't even trying to make a joke they literally thought we meant minors because they were like because they were just like no i'm just dumb as shit (laughs) no i didn't remember that (laughs) yeah um but anyway so like we said the uh this was shot in an actual abandoned mine Mm. uh in sydney mines and um so other than them having to do all the work to make it shitty again um they also had to because, like, it was so cramped in there. Obviously, it was very difficult to shoot in a mine. And uh, the producer on the film said it was one of the most horrendous shoots he's ever done. Um, it took them an hour to set up the whole crew in the mine every time they had to go down there to yeah. shoot. So I can only imagine just how also, long the filming process was. The methane was. levels, everything had to be, like, careful. <laughs> and they had to be constantly, literally constantly monitoring, like, the set. Just right. in case of, like, the methane levels going, nut- right. like, not so. Right, and they can only have a certain them. amount of lights on at one time because the lights were so hot. Mm-hmm. If they got, yeah. if it got too hot, then it would set off the methane. See that? And I know that they had to do it that way because of the film's budget. I mean, they didn't have the budget. I assume they didn't have to the budget to make a mindset. Yeah. That, that seems a lot more safe, and that's what anyone would do today unless they were working on a threadbare budget, too. But I don't know if any mining company in their right mind would let a production company down into a working mine today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that well, it seemed, wasn't a working mine. It was an abandoned mine. Was it abandoned? Okay. Yeah. But still, it just seems like... Such a huge level of liability that oh, no yeah. one would do that today. For sure, most definitely. <laughs> That's why you don't recognize anybody in this movie. <laughs> they haven't been in anything else. Because <laughs> otherwise they would have had to pay a lot of money. <laughs> God, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, and the thing is, is George hasn't really done anything else that I, I know of significantly since this. I looked at the... Uh, I did- mean, he's done a lot of stuff, but it's not stuff that, like... Most people would recognize, I guess. It was a very strange read. This <laughs> filmography is a very interesting read because it's some stuff that I think is foreign language stuff, and then you have some stuff that's American stuff, and some mm-hmm. stuff like all kinds. Of, this is weird mishmash, but none of it is anything I've ever heard yeah. of before. Yeah, this is literally the only thing of his that I've heard of mm-hmm. in any significant way, um, which sucks because I like this. Yeah, I no, mean, this is a really good movie. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's got some interesting shots in it too that I that I thought were pretty good. Like um, that whole thing um, where uh, I, I don't know if it's Patty or who it is when um, the guy goes to go get beer 
And they're they're like I guess they're in like the laundry part or whatever that has all of the hanging clothes or something, and she's just oh, laying yeah. there by herself, and mm-hmm. then she sits up, and then the camera like rotates around. That was really, really cool. Good shot. Yeah, I like that shot a lot too. I do remember that. <coughs> Most of it's pretty pretty basic though. I mean that that's one of the few like really cool shots. I don't remember a lot of other cinematography stuff that I really like. I just yeah. really like the design of the town, and I and is I like the characters. But there's not a lot to them. Right. But I like the characters. I like all of them doing their thing. Because yeah. it's very different than what you see in, in a lot of slasher movies. Because they can just get drunk and run around and do bullshit. Because yeah. they're like adults. And it, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's one of the big things about this is it's not teenagers. Because, um, you know, pretty much every slasher film from the 80s and 70s is teenagers. Mm-hmm. But this is actually not teenagers. It's working class young adults. Mm-hmm. Which is... Uh, an interesting change. Um, I, and there's a off-brand John Candy guy. I love him. He's he's my favorite. He's my favorite of the yeah. miners. He does look a lot like John Candy, <laughs> but he's not. He do, yeah, he does look like John. Yeah. He looks like John Candy with a mu- He kind of looks like hipster John Candy. Yes. <laughs> um, and then um, the, the older guy that looks like Bob Odenkirk in 50 years. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't remember what... Who, Hollis, is that who I... No, I can't remember the guy's him. name, but he looks exactly like Bob Odenkirk in, like, a time machine. <laughs> oh, you're talking about... Are you, are you talking about the mayor, or are you talking about... Yeah, you talk about the mayor. Yes, that's who it is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Not the police chief. The police chief, I like him, too, but he doesn't do anything the whole movie. He just gets on the phone, oh, and yeah, it takes him the fucko. whole... He make He takes him the whole film to find out, oh, yeah, Harry, Harry, Harry's dead. Sorry. It's a realistic <laughs> interpretation of the usefulness of the police, I feel like. Yeah, um, it's it's like all police in horror movies. They're yeah, useless. yeah, I guess. fuck all useless, yeah. But, but I, what I don't like about this one is it's not that just that he's useless, but he, he just doesn't do anything. Yeah. In mm-hmm. Black Christmas, the police do stuff. They do their best. It, you just have that one guy that's an idiot, and everyone else is doing their... Best ex- well, there's also Laughing Man in Black Christmas. I don't know. They are pretty useless. Yeah, they're pretty fucking useless. <laughs> yeah. But at least the, chief, the, the lieutenant or whatever is trying to help. Let's just say that. The lieutenant's trying to help in Black Christmas. Sort of. In in My Bloody Valentine, he's just like, I'm just going to keep calling people. But well, he's also like the investigator died. for like four counties or something like that, isn't he? Or, or some shit like that? Yeah. That might be the case. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. Do they call them counties in Canada? Whatever the fuck they... B- big slabs of land in between towns? I mean, county originated from England, I think, what didn't yes. it? So, I mean, you would still call, call them counties, right? Yeah, we still have counties. Oh, okay. Yeah. Weird. So parishes is a French thing, then? Yeah, I, I believe so, so, yeah. So probably that French part of Canada has parishes, and the rest... It's just like mm. America. It's just... It's the same. Yeah, the French part of America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Louisiana. I think that's... Well, Louisiana... There's a big group. We're getting off track. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're getting off track. I was on track. I I, I, I don't like staying on tracks. That's oh, we very, know. It's very frustrating. Um, but yeah, but the the part about this that's really interesting is uh, yeah, Friday has teenagers. Halloween has teenagers. Fucking Black Christmas has college teen, age college kids. But age st- kids, but they're still there's not teenagers. Yeah. yeah, they act exactly like teenagers. Yeah. But this is the only horror slasher film I know that's actually an adult against other adults as opposed to an adult killer against children, essentially. Silent Night, yeah, Deadly Night. I think they're all meant to be like 20-somethings. Like, mm-hmm. 
They are, they are, they are young and expendable in the time of their life when they're willing to work in a mine before yeah. they realize what yeah. working in a mine they even, does. They even joke about having black lung. Oh god! You know, they're so like, fucked. oh, you gotta, yeah. you gotta chew it. <laughs> Yummy. Jeez. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, that's that's one thing that definitely sets this film apart from from other slasher films. And as a result, it kind of loses some of like the messaging that some of those other fl- slashers tend to have. Like, we tend to talk about how there's a lot of, you know, messages of, like, sex being bad and, like, you know, morality mm. stuff in slasher movies. This doesn't really have any messaging to it. Interestingly which... enough, not one bare boob in this movie. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, yeah, there's no nudity. There is, I mean, sex is implied <laughs> a lot. Wait till the remake. <laughs> <laughs> It, it was 3D. Are there boobs just in your face the whole movie? Is that, no, the, is that what, how they compensated? No, there's like a... Uh, we'll get into it. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. I fucking um, hate that film. <laughs> but yeah, but there's just not any message to this other than... Help me out. What's the message to, to the original My uh, Bloody Valentine? Don't... I don't d- know. D- 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 fucking watch your minds. <laughs> don't ha- don't have dances. My uh, mine safety. That's the message. Yeah. Mine safety is actually kind of a message. Yeah, of it. yeah. and I think that I mean I'll, I don't think they do. They should show it as like this. Could, this is what happens if we don't protect. Our, like you show this day one of mine training. It's like <laughs> this is what happens yeah. if we don't have good methane level checks. Blah blah blah. It's, Some one of you happens. will go crazy and kill everyone else here, and won't you feel like an asshole? <laughs> it's an interesting message, but I think I can we'll, get behind it. And then we'll have to cut your pay. We'll just <laughs> you, but we'll just cut your pay. Just joking, we were going to do that anyway, because we're the coal industry. Fuck you. Okay, that was a oh, lot of commentary and not a lot of time. Um, but let's talk about like the lore a little bit, because um, I think it, it's interesting to have, to have more of like a character that inspired somebody else rather than actually did the yeah. killing. Because mm-hmm. um, that's not very typical. Normally, it's like the guy is the guy, and that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I really like how they set up Harry in this, and I, not only the just the lore of Harry, but also I like the way Harry looks. Harry is a very unique killer in the in his like actual. It's almost imaging. like this movie yeah. is already a sequel to itself. Do you know what I mean? Because it, it already has like a. It's almost like a movie already happened. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess you could say that. And I mean, I'm, yeah. I guess that's kind of how Halloween feels as well. Well, maybe not, just because he's such a child in Halloween. And this, it's like there was a killing beforehand, and then, right. yeah, Harry comes back. Yeah, there's yeah. like a whole story. Yeah. yeah. But, I don't know, Harry looks like a fucking TIE fighter trooper from Star Wars, and it fucking works so well. Just, like, just completely uh, black, and the, the helmet is very iconic. I just think you're still not used to seeing a respirator, is, is all it yeah. is. Yeah. True, but that's like a very old design of a respirator. Respirators don't look like that anymore. So, I mean, maybe it was much more commonplace at the time, but it definitely looks Mm. very different than what we have now. And I think it just makes his his design very unique. Like, the only other killer that has a different design is, like, the killer from Prom Night, and it sucks. You know what I mean? Like, he has a different design, but he's just a guy in a fucking ski mask. This, they actually make him look interesting even though it is fairly mundane you know what i mean yeah and they didn't have to go over the top with it they mm. didn't have to give him weird white face masks they didn't have to give him like hockey masks but it's always interesting because back then that would have been mundane as far yeah, as like, that's just, just like uniform. normal that would be like that would be his work uniform that would mm. like if, that would be like me like going around 
killing him like my work uniform, you know? Just like, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> just another no, day do, at work. I do like uh, taking the mundane and like flipping it and reversing it and like mm-hmm. making it mm. making it more uh, intimidating than you would normally think of it as. Yeah, and and think about it, most people never see that bef- like on a regular basis. You know, um, it might be his everyday work uniform, but person working in the urban centers of Canada or America. Well, I think slashers, know, I think slashers have always been really good at that, like taking the mundane and making it sub- mm. subversive in mm-hmm. some sort of way, that's like make, taking a hockey mask and making that terrifying, even mm-hmm. though that's just a regular thing for a goalie to wear or a Christmas sweater, making that somehow yeah. uh, terrifying, you know, yeah. I mean, it is on a guy who has horrible, serious burns on his body, but, <laughs> um, like, no one's gonna question, as well, like, you think about it, no one's gonna question Harry being in the mine. If, yeah, you know, exactly. That's you, really You ain't that, gonna that's question smart. the dude in the mining suit in the mine, yeah. you know? That's, he's supposed to be there. Camouflage. Yeah. <laughs> Camouflage. Um, but and I don't know, like, I think... Oh, shit, he murdering me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, you... you, you you put your pickaxe in the wrong place. It appears to be my lung. Could you move that? Oh, oh, oh you meant to do that. Oh, ah. I, I got a really beautiful shot. I got a really beautiful shot. One horrorcon of somebody dressed as Harry Warden, and it's still one of my favorite photos I've taken to date. Yeah, that's fucking rad. Yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good cosplay because yeah. it's a it's not probably not very common. Mm-hmm. It's no, terrifying. It's, it's it's not a common cosplay to see, at least here mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. The other thing that I like about kind of like the lore and the backstory is that knowing that it's called Valentine's Bluffs makes it a little, makes me understand it a bit more. But why do they have a Valentine's Day dance? That's for babies. (laughs) They are grown ass men and women. Why do they have a dance? First of all, Isaac, babies can't dance. (laughs) They can hardly walk. Um, uh, Second of all, I agree with you. (laughs) Yeah, what what are they, children? Yeah, it's bizarre. I mean, I guess that might have been... That's one of the reasons why I think it's one of these communities that's kind of off by itself, is that they have to make their own fun. You know what I mean? And so they have a dance because they don't have movies to go to and stuff. But I still think it's weird. It's I mean, a dance. It, 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 They're all there just to go and fuck each other. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, in reality, that is what it is. But I think also Val- Valentine's Day dances were probably more common um, as a kind of more traditional way to celebrate Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, even amongst adults? I think even amongst adults, yeah. I hmm. mean... I mean, they had, balls were a thing, remember? I mean, yeah. a ball is just a dance, isn't it? It's just, a, it's just a fancy adult dance. You know, I guess like you're right. I still are. Like, like dances are still a thing. It's yeah, it's mostly like an old people thing, but it's still a thing. Yeah. See, I've I always just associate any kind of a dance with with school, with elementary yeah. and high school. I think calling it a mm. dance makes it sound more juvenile. Yes. I guess yeah. maybe that's what it is. But it, anyway, I find it interesting that this little community has its own tradition around valentine's day and it's like a dance but then they don't get to do it and then for whatever reason 20 years passes like let's do it again nothing bad will happen this time and then it immediately goes to shit like i find it very funny that they fucked up (laughs) that badly and it's like okay so if they hadn't had the dance the killings would also still happen because axel would still be pissed off you know what i mean so I i don't know there's a lot of little little things about the the background to the movie that I find really interesting that you can sit and think about, but on the surface, it's it's not really that 
complex. Right. No. Mm. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about Valentine's Day as like a tradition, uh, especially like in in America's like in the Americas specifically. And I say Americas because this is a Canadian film. I would say America specifically, but it's not really in the U.S. specifically. Um, but, uh, I mean, Valentine's Day started as, as, as far as we know, it started as just like a feast day, like a Christian feast day, uh, yeah. in ce- celebration of St. Valentine, um, in, in kind of like a celebration of romance and that sort of thing. And then, you know, as, It also uh, came from, uh, Lupercalia, which is a Roman festival. Like, it, it sort of came from that, there's... It's mostly because Lupercalia was an ancient Roman thing, so that's where people think it sort of started coming from. Yeah. No, I mean, normally, like, our our more recent holidays have are like an amalgamation of a lot of different things, mm-hmm. um, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, as, as time went on and as, as corporate America is, uh, has kind of transformed it into just another kind of... Hallmark holiday. Yeah, and I yeah. don't like that. Yeah. And like, like we look up a little don't celebrate it. It's yeah. very it's very stupid. I don't I don't like the the whole thing at all uh for Valentine's Day cuz it, it okay I don't know how to wrap my brain around the words that make me tell you how much I hate Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's I will just admit, very... I do send my friends those stupid, like, Valentine's Day meme, like, photos every well, year that people do. you have to do that. Do. You have to do that, because that bogs down their inbox or their IMs or their, or their whatever message service they're using. <laughs> that bogs it down, and that's minor inconvenience. That's the point of the holidays. It's a minor inconvenience for everyone. And if you take it seriously, it's very upsetting. Not to just me, but to you. You're the one upsetting yourself if you take too much stock into Valentine's Day and then don't, like, get a Valentine or something. I'm yeah, like, loads of people it, get, but... like, act really, like, hurt. And it's like, I know. Like, cool, you celebrate this thing, whatever, like, I ain't gonna shit on ya. But at the same time... You'd put in too much stock in this like capitalist health, capitalist hell day, that is designed to make you feel lonely and shit. Yeah, so you buy more candy, so you buy cards, so you buy fucking billboards that say "I love you" in front of a, a Super Bowl game or whatever. Okay, like you spend money, and that's all that they they don't care that you love or do not love somebody. They only want you to spend money, and it frustrates me. Saint oh, yeah. Valentine wouldn't care. He was the patron saint of plague and bees and epilepsy. <laughs> and epilepsy. I like that one. Yeah, I like a, that they throw that one in. Specific <laughs> set of things to be a saint of. Uh, but you know, I'm not here to judge. You can do whatever you want. Plague um, bees with epilepsy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say, yeah, don't put too much stock into it as a sense of like trying to, you know. Uh, buy things to please somebody that you have uh, romantic mm. feelings for, but I would say if it's something that you, if it's a day that you want to spend that time with that person that you find really special, then use that opportunity to do that. Uh, I, I just say, you know, it's you know, it's just like any other holiday. You put as much stock into it as you want to. I'm not gonna judge anybody for wanting to celebrate the day, but I mean, just understand that it is not the same as it used to be. <laughs> yeah. True. Apparently, uh, according to Wikipedia, the only reason the Valentine's Day is even associated with love is because of Jeffrey Chaucer, apparently. It's like some of his stuff. Fucking Chaucer. I I feel like 
why don't we just give each other bees? <laughs> Let's just give I each other bees. That'd be Ooh, so would, much better. Don't. I, w- I would buy Steven a bunch of bees because you can mail them that I do know. You can mail bees. And <laughs> you can. I would... Yeah, you totally you totally can because I get them all the time. I know the reason I, why. I would why... mail him some bees and just be like, do you like jazz? Will you <laughs> my valentine? And then okay. I'd probably get told to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I know the real reason, though, why we can't, why Valentine's Day has been subverted into, into chocolates and hearts is because bees were originally going to be the thing and that we were originally going to give bees to each other because EpiPens used to be a lot less expensive. Oh, but now... <laughs> but actually, you know, there is probably something to that. <laughs> but now EpiPens is super expensive and now we don't give to get, give each other bees anymore and it yeah. makes me sad. Yeah, if it weren't for all the uh, serious allergies <laughs> to bees, I would probably say that we should just start giving people bees for Valentine's Day because the population of bees is way lower than it used to be. True, yeah, and apparently that's one of the things that could cause the end of the, our species, yes. is of the bees not pollinating Everybody yeah. who whose county allows them to have an apiary should have an apiary. Yes. Uh, <laughs> by the way, um, totally, everybody... Raise bees, everybody. That's that's my that's my lesson for today. That's our PSA. That's our PSA. Raise bees. Raise bees, Raise bees and don't let miners explode. True. No. no the, the, okay. So yeah, once again, I thought awesome. you were talking about am I am I in OR? <laughs> so I was just like, I mean, yeah, you shouldn't let children explode. That's, that's what the sure. epipins are for. They explode if they get spit yeah. by a bee. Otherwise, I was utterly confused for just half a second. I was just like. Wait, why would I let children explode again? I can't remember why. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yes to both of those. Um, but um, uh, so as we already said before, a lot of this movie was censored because of just how brutal it was for the mm-hmm. time. Because a lot of the kills in it are really, really graphic. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, so I mean, even even from like the first kill we see is like, yeah, I love that first kill when he pushes yeah. the woman onto the pickaxe. It's very upsetting. Yeah, and that's just like the first two fucking minutes of the yeah. film is just like absolute brutality. Mm-hmm. And then it just gets more like insane from there, I yeah. guess. Uh, because like my favorite kill personally is uh, the one. I mean, it's not how she dies because she just dies by a pickaxe. But the way they find her body is Mabel in the uh, dryer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, It's just so extreme. Yeah. As K- Chrissy said, at one point, uh, she gets her skin tumble dried off. And I do love yeah, that. Tumble dry <laughs> off the skin. You know? I do love that explanation of it. Mm-hmm. And like my we were talking about earlier about there's there's a little bit of little bit of weirdness with with an eye that pops out because this mm. one guy his name is happy he gets stabbed under the jaw with a fucking pickaxe yes. and it goes through the bottom of the jaw and his eye pops out and it from the time it doesn't i mean it would have been a lot scarier at the time by today's standards it does not look super realistic but it's fucking rad and it just i really enjoy watching horror movies because even if the effects are bad you can kind of see the intent behind them yeah and the intent behind that is fucking brutal shit I, i'm not entirely <laughs> sure who did the effects for this film but i but they are pretty good for the time i mm-hmm. mean i i have to respect it to some oh, degree yeah. you know um, the eye shit from the black christmas remake broke the eye shit <laughs> in this film <laughs> woke. woke i mean it's nothing that tops Evil Dead 2, of course. But, you know, let's get off of eyes for a second. <laughs> but then there was um, 
fucking the uh, oh shit. There was the nail gun one that we talked about. Right. Yeah. That, that one was really gun, good. There's a drill. There's <laughs> the fucking deca- the hanging decapitation. Oh, yeah, that the one's hot good. hot dog and water. Then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the fucking boiling hot dogs. Oh, that's still my favorite. Yeah. Oh, man. Eno Garten could never, you know. <laughs> I know, like, if, as soon as, if as you can't boil your own head at home, store-bought is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I will I, I like to imagine that uh, as soon as he pulls him out of the hot dog water, the first thing that comes out of his mouth is it's just one of those days. <laughs> <laughs> mm, the amount of the amount of limp biscuit references is innumerable. Really, um, Jesus. So obviously, like we said, it was censored because it was so brutal, um, and we actually didn't see the full version of the film until two thousand nine. Uh, because that's when Lionsgate picked up the rights for it, and they they restored all the film um, that wasn't the shitty the, remake, right? Well, yeah, but we'll get to that. Um, but they mm-hmm. they also restored all the footage that wasn't in the theatrical release that was released in 1981. And it's really sad because what I really like about the kills in My Bloody Valentine is that they're all so really original. And there's a level mm-hmm. of originality in My Bloody Valentine that you don't see from a lot of slasher films. Like of that time period, and then even a little bit later, they do a little bit of advancing in like the plots because they become more paranormal and they use different like things. Like they 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 do the meta stuff and scream. They do the weird stuff in Final Destination. I don't even know what to call Final Destination. It's not even a slasher, yeah. but they, you don't really see a lot of evolution in like gore and actual kills and stuff yeah. until again, like maybe Saws the next time that I can think in my head. Yeah, and, it has like more creative kills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I thought that was really interesting. And we lost all that because of the censorship, and we didn't get it yeah. back until two thousand nine. Yeah, and that sucks. <laughs> there's definitely like a lot that was lost because of that censorship. Yeah. Like it probably mm. would have been more successful if it hadn't been censored. Yeah, honestly. exactly. Yeah, and loads of other films would have been, like, less boring, if you get what I mean, <laughs> yeah. with the kills, yeah. mm-hmm. if the censor stuff wasn't, hadn't happened, because directors probably saw how it tanked this movie. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, and unless you were, like, craven, where you could get away with it, yeah. like... Mm-hmm. True, yeah. There and, were... and fuck Paramount for pretending that they... <laughs> That they they didn't have the footage that they 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 said that they didn't release like an extended cut of it because they had quote unquote lost the footage that was cut. And then the director comes back and is like, "No, I still have all of this." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in my it's in my car, guys. I can just go get, get it. it for you. Yeah. But even then, they just kind of like stuck to their guns and were just like, "No, we're just not going to re-release mm. it." And again, it didn't get picked up until two thousand nine when Lionsgate bought the rights to it. And they did a re-release that's called the Extended yeah. Cut or the Special Edition. I can't remember what it's called. I think Extended Cut is yeah. what it's called, yeah. But you can purchase it and it's great. That's what we watched. Don't fuck with yeah. the theatrical one. It sucks, guys. Unless you I want think. the Laserdisc at the theatrical <laughs> True. Yeah. Theatrical one. Fuck with the Laserdisc if fuck you get a chance. <laughs> only me. I'm still I'm still one of the only people that I know that collects Laserdisc, which is sad. Um, but yeah, but in addition to the Extended Cut in 2009, they released My Bloody Valentine 3D. Um, yeah, in, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that remake. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> uh, uh, do I have to? Yes, because you're, you're the only one that's seen it. In, well, yeah. Before we talk about that, I do like that there has been two times in Hollywood history that they try to fuck with the 3D shit and shove it down people's throats. And it failed each time. Yeah. Why did they, why did they keep trying? <laughs> Wasn't 
so. 2009 wasn't that the time when they had 3D TVs though? Is that is that when that big that was big or I can't remember. My household yeah. certainly never had one, so I know nothing of 3D TVs. I mean, I neither do I, like, but I know that there was, was a big like push two... for them for a little bit. Remember? I didn't. I don't even. Yeah, remember. I think that was no. like between 2009 and like 2012. Oh. Yeah, I think that's Weird. why like 3D started coming back was because mm. they had those 3D TVs and then they just fell off the face of the fucking earth. I like I said, uh, I would have um, never known they existed had you not mentioned to it to me right now. <laughs> the the remake was ranked ranked number third at the box office for the weekend it was released. Number one was Paul Mar Paul Blart Mulcop. Well, of course. <laughs> Um, uh, nothing's gonna but, oh, unseat that cinematic masterpiece. Come on now. But yeah, it's basically the same film, but a bit more up to date with loads of sex and titties and stupid three D shit. Like, what's, what? Give me an example and, of what the three D looks like. What do, What do they do with the three D um, in this movie? It's like the same as like just all the other like boring three D from like that period, like the saw 3d stuff it's just like oh this thing is gonna come out at you it's but or like this kill like this blood is gonna come out at you oh. it's nothing ever really like interesting it's kind of like friday 13th 3d in that sense yeah and that's i hated that <laughs> yeah. i didn't absolutely um, hate the friday the 13th remake but it wasn't great like i mean there are definitely um, things about it that i liked well that wasn't the 3d one though the 3d yeah. one was like three well, no, 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 I know that, but I'm, I'm talking more specifically about, like... About 2009 about... remakes? Yeah. yeah. Oh, 2009. Um, yeah. Jensen Ackles is, is, like, CJ's character, basically. No, it's not CJ, TJ. Yeah. <laughs> He's TJ's character. So, so both, you know, My Blood Valentine had the, the one supernatural guy, and <laughs> Friday the 13th had the other supernatural it's true, guy. Yeah. <laughs> And it was, like, at the height of Supernatural, so it had to be a hit. Yeah. Um, there was, yeah. like, Jamie King was in it as well. Wait, who's Jamie King again? Um, She's uh, an actress. Uh, what was she in? Uh, Sin City. She was in okay. Sin City. Cool. But you said Tom and Atkins was in it, right? Yeah, Tom Atkins was in it from Last Covered on the podcast in Halloween 3 yeah, yeah Halloween 3 yeah. Uh, oh to she which was in my the Silent Night is, Deadly Night remake <laughs> I'm sorry what Jamie King was also in the Silent Night Deadly Night remake so you know it's good oh no oh, good. my reaction to the guy from Halloween 3 being in this is oh cool wait <laughs> yeah. I know who you're talking about yeah. now and I'm not okay he's, with it. He's a little creepy in that movie. Cardboard man, not you again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's basically not great, but like the twist in that is that it's actually it's not Axel this time, it's it's um Jensen Ackles character and it's like a split personality manifesting. <laughs> Which I guess that that's kind of cool. I, I like that better than the reveal that it's Axel the whole time in the old one. But yeah, I don't like. I feel like the split personality thing gets overdone like quite a bit in like, movies. It and would stuff. have been cool, yeah. if this film didn't suck. And, <laughs> and also, if Fight Club wasn't already out, you know what I mean? Like it feels yeah. like Fight Club is out by that time, right? Two thousand nine. Like it's yeah. Fight Club was nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, that's so Fight Club already exists. That trope. Is now a, a giant meme. 
even before memes Huge, have really taken off. Huge gigantic meme. Yeah. So and now you're mm. gonna do the same fucking thing. Like it's got it's just boring. The same way I feel about Mr. Robot. I love Mr. Robot until it turns out, oh, we're just doing a Fight Club this whole time. <laughs> cool. Well, now I've lost interest in this. Great. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it just kind of sucks. Yeah. A lot. So don't watch that one. Watch this one. No. Watch this one. And, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, since the basically re-edited version of the movie came out in 2009, it's kind of hit a cult status because everybody has gone back to it and mm-hmm. said, wow, this is really good. Yeah. Um, or it's a lot better than we remember it being because when we saw it originally, it kind of didn't make as much sense because of the weird yeah. ending and all the editing at the end. Um, so basically now it's got a, a you know one of those extreme cult statuses, and um, I would say it's definitely deserved. Um I, I would say... Oh, for sure. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's my favorite slasher film. I would say that that's Black Christmas for sure, but... Um, Mine's Nightmare. Night, Nightmare is a good choice, though, too. Like I said, my, my whole deal is this is definitely the one of the most original slasher films, yes. especially from that era. Yes. Like I said, we've gotten a little oh, bit yeah. of, of movement recently, I guess, in the slasher genre with stuff like It Follows and stuff like that, but which is kind of a slasher, not really, but... Sort of. Sort of. of. And so there's a little bit of evolution there, but this is definitely, of of the time, the most original and just kind of subverts the entire slasher idea on its head on a number of different levels because they're not children. It's it's not paranormal. It's just kind of a dude with an axe to grind or a pickaxe to grind. I'm going to throw you at the fucking (laughs) window. I hate that. Thanks. Please leave. Everybody has stopped listening now. (laughs) please please continue instead of laughing hysterically at your own joke you fucking cretin go on without music (laughs) it was too good the joke was too good well well, okay so what's some of our favorite moments um happy's kill fuck yeah Pickaxe through the face. <laughs> yeah, that's your favorite, favorite moment, favorite kill, favorite scene. Yeah, I just, I also just like how he's just like, oh, I'm gonna keep looking because my fucking, oh, yeah. he's so like prepped for his joke. Yeah, it's adorable. Yeah. And he's like, oh shit, you're dead. Yeah, he was very, he was very excited about his joke. He was laughing consistently. He was the crazy uh, Ralph of this film. He was, he was the crazy Ralph of this film. Um, him like going back and 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 laughing at his own joke a lot r- remind me a lot of Isaac. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but, but Isaac, what was your favorite moment? My favorite. Mo- I can't even remember what part it is, but my favorite moment is the part after they start going down into the mine. Because one thing we didn't talk about earlier is at one point they think it's super romantic to take all their girlfriends down into the mine to presumably bone. It's like the least romantic place you could possibly go. It's just a deep, dank mine shaft. Mm. Oh, boy. That, that gets me That gets me going. But anyway. I know. I got a weird boner going on. <laughs> but anyway, I like the part where they're down there, and they're just kind of hanging out, or they're walking through the mine or whatever, and all of a sudden, like, they turn around, and the camera pans around, and you just see Harry coming out and just, like, swinging the pickaxe around, breaking lights and shit. It's yeah. super menacing. I love that shot, because just seeing him running up on you, destroying mine property, that's terrifying. Like, just in a really, in a very visceral way. Destroying mine property. Absolutely. Do you know how much that's going to cost <laughs> to fix? Okay. Anyway. 
moments? Uh, well, my favorite moment, I, I don't know. Because I, I, I do think my favorite moment, just because it is so brutal, is just where he finds Mabel's body mm-hmm. in the in the dryer because it's just so, like, unexpected. Mm-hmm. And then it's a little goofy because she's just kind of spinning around, like, as a dead fucking it body. Remi- it really it reminds me of the time I accidentally fucking put a duvet in the tumble dryer and it melted. <laughs> What's I du- relate. What's a duvet? A duvet? Yeah. You don't know what a duvet is? I know that's the title of the... Opening track to serial experience. It's like a bed sheet, bro. It's like the thing that goes in the bed sheet. Yeah, it's like. Is it made of plastic? It's sort of. Well, some of them can be. Um, It's the fibers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, but it's uh, it's like a comforter. But normally you you Mm. put them inside of a cover that's called a duvet cover. Uh, um, and then it's like a comforter. Wow, I didn't know. I yeah, never to, mind. Uh, I'm sorry. Tell people about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not what we were supposed <laughs> like to be talking about. This is not about. really as common of a thing as it used to be, because uh, normally people use like blankets or yeah. comforters now. Um, but yeah, basically, don't put one in a fucking tumble dryer, yeah. or it will look like Mabel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this movie's really fun. Mm-hmm. That's all I can really say about it. Like as a, as a closing final thought, is just it's really fun. Um, it's you know it's always one of those good good ones to watch on the holiday mm-hmm. just because it's like it's just a good it's a good date movie honestly. I'm oh, pretty yeah, sure they like they usually put the remake on on like British TV at like stupid o'clock at night on Valentine's Day because hey guys it's the movie about the Valentines <laughs> but it's but it's and not... it's the only one we can access. Yeah. Oh, is that what yeah. it is? Yeah, because it's more recent, so it's. Oh, I was I was wondering if they they won't air it on British television, but you're just saying it's just because it's more recent. And the license is easily. Yeah. Sn- yeah. Snatch upable as opposed to the older one. Yeah, definitely oh, okay. to watch this, you would have to buy like a physical copy of it because mm-hmm. it's not on anything streaming. Really. Not at all. Um, <laughs> it's just it, it's hard to find now. Um, Which is weird. I don't even remember where we found it. We found it kind of. By chance, one day I feel yeah, like. we found it by chance. I think it like movie trading company, movie trading something. company. Yeah. I think is where we found it. But yeah. yeah, it was by the laser disc, you cowards. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely a good one. I'm glad. I, I was not expecting anything from it the first time that I watched it. I thought it was going to be another prom night or another just bargain bin horror movie. It's not that. It's a lot more, and it's very strange that it's so much more because you have not heard of it. Probably. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you're listening to this, you're really hardcore, and you probably have heard of it, and you're just like, well, of course I've heard of it. I'm a huge horror fan. Don't insult people that talk like that. Mm. God, how do you... How, I talk like that. I was about to say, don't mm-hmm. don't, 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 don't put yourself down. Come on down. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you haven't heard of it, it's good, uh, and you should watch it, especially yeah. if you're a big slasher fan, because you know, we, we love slashers here. We cover... Correct. We've tried to cover every single one, and you know, we're working on it. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. Prom night one of these days. Referenced it a one few day. times, and I love that exploding van. Oh yeah, that's that's all I We're love talk about a lot it. About that exploding van. Whenever we do prom, I night. want that to be the whole episode because I can't stomach the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I think that's all we got for this week. Uh, happy Valentine's Day. Uh, you capitalist fucks. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, ignore Isaac. Thank you for listening. Uh, I love, love you too, you guys, so but you, I, I, I still don't like your method of, of making money oh, shut and, up. and <laughs> destroying shut the world. Up. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> bye, y'all.